You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Daily Music Business Podcast, bringing you the dumb and dumbest podcasting music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I have never gotten through that intro correctly on the first take until today. Keith had something he wanted to really get into on today's episode of the show, something I agree is extremely important. So, Keith, do you want to break down what our topic of the day is? Yeah. It's a little bit of a heavy heart to start the show. I wanted to pay tribute to Tony Say. For those who did not know, Tony was the founder of Zappos and later led the Las Vegas downtown development project. Tony is a master of marketing and customer service. And uh, he died tragically yesterday at 46 years old uh, following a fire in his home in Las Vegas. Extremely sad. Tony's book, he has several books, but his, in particular, his first book, sort of a partial memoir, partial how-to for customer service and sales using marketing and media, is called Delivering Happiness. And I thought about this not just because Tony passed away. This is a thing that Matthew and I, along with our other podcasting peer at Dumb and Dumbest, Curtis Dewar of Dewar PR, we teach, uh, we've taught this in the music marketing challenges, including and especially the sales challenge and the building a community challenge, which is how to provide a great experience when you sell something. And I thought about this. I was like, oh, my goodness. In addition to how sad I am about Tony, this is a perfect topic for the pod. This is a perfect topic for DIY bands because you can always improve the experience and how you transact and how you complete a transaction and how you provide customer care is essential to having customers return and buy your music and continue to support you. And this is important, you know, uh, and Tony was a really like unique, fascinating individual. So, you know, you gotta, you got, you gotta look out. So the point being, can you break down before, like, what does customer service even look like for a band? Sure. First of all, here's a really interesting concept. I'm going to I'm gonna dial it back and then forward. An interesting concept that Tony came upon when he founded Zappos was less about the product and more about the experience of shopping and what makes you a lifelong customer and what he sort of developed this idea that customer service and customer care is not a department it's the entire experience that you provide. Every step of the way is an opportunity to provide awesomeness or wow, as he called it. He described it wow. And his second book was called The Power of Wow. And it was about sort of Zappo culture, Zappos culture, Zapponians they're called, and uh, how they're, they're like corporate culture, their 
fosters this kind of thing and also helps them as a company. But this is how you can do it as a band to answer the question is think about your personal experience when you buy something. What are all the barriers to success? The website, the purchasing mechanism, PayPal and payments. Is there a thank you note? What are you actually providing all the way? If there's a problem, how do you solve it? How fast and how attentive are you? How hard do you go to make sure the customer is satisfied? Because any weakness along this chain, and I understand this sounds like a lot of pressure, and we're not talking about corporate entities, we're talking about bands who don't have time to dedicate to this often, but it does matter how you carry it forth. And so I do think this is a thing you can only always improve Right, constant and never-ending improvement, Kenny. And um, you can always improve this idea, and you can figure out where your what your weakness is, and vow to do better. Organize the guys in your group, or gals in your group, and people in your group, and figure out how to carry this with Where are we weak, and what can we do better? Yeah, well said. And I think I think one of the things to really break down, right, with bands in particular, is how do you foster sort of a personal connection? Right. Like, what are you doing to make people go like, oh, wow, these guys care about me in particular. Something that I think is really important, right, is like if you are, you know, a DIY band and we've talked about this on the show before, you know, and your goal is sell like 500 LPs, which is like a pretty decent goal, I feel. Well, like, guess what? Why aren't you fucking connecting as much as possible with all 500 of those people because 500 people is not a lot of people trust me i know i talk to at least 500 people a week right like you can just send a quick message and just you know to every single one of those people and just be like yeah bro thank you for buying and supporting our fucking thing like we appreciate it you know because people don't get to feel appreciated by bands you know like having the thank you note is so crucial having the any sense of connection is crucial because then you switch from some band people sort of like to the homies and everyone wants to be friends with bands because being in a band is inherently cool you know so this is a really important um piece to understand i think uh and you know and, and that you know and just like this idea of building a relationship with the customers is almost as important as like web design which is somewhere else bands fall down Would you agree with that, Keith? I totally agree with this. And again, I understand that you know this may seem like a minute thing, but if you blow the sale or blow the smooth experience, and look, we live in a challenging time. The mail, the U.S. mail in particular, I can't speak for Europe. You can help out with that. The U.S. mail has been a disaster, uh, uh, you know, unfair to them, but just the issues with the, the pandemic and other things have caused mail. You've had this experience with rock saws, right? Where the deliveries don't get in a promised window. This has happened with vinyl. Hey, your vinyl is delayed. At least the message continues the chain of support. Hey, our thing is pushed back and I'm sorry, it's out of our hands. However, let's try to make it up to you. I'm really sorry. Here's a free down. Here's a free grat track in the meantime as a, you know, something to hold you over. We're really sorry. Um, you know, I, some things are obviously beyond your control, but how you react to it or not, I think a lot of bands just, oh, well, that's that. And I'm not going to message everybody that bought the pre-order and let them know there's a problem. You know, this is a, this is a problem. This is a major problem. 
you want to be engaging on like a cosmic level, right? This is why like, I'm always talking about like sending video messages to people because like, again, it's just engaging on a cosmic level, engaging in a way other people have not engaged. This is something like our friend Lindsay Schoolcraft is really good at this, right? She's just connecting with people in a way that they're not used to being connected with. She is fucking helping push them over the limit, right? And that's a really important piece that people don't talk about how do you make sure people feel loved and over communicated with, you know, I think there's this really interesting Jay Abraham idea about a customer versus a client and a client. Part of the definition of client is someone who comes under your protection. Think about that. Okay. So if you view all the people buying from you as clients, then those are people who have now come under your protection. So you are no longer just trying to sell them a shirt or something you are trying to take care of them in their process of buying a shirt. This is something Tony say really understood and something that will really elevate the dialogue around you, you know, because if people, because the word gets out when people see like, oh, wow, buying from this person was really cool and really helpful. You know what I mean? Like, like, like people notice that and then they would tell their friends and they say, wow, look at how this band did it, you know? Um, our friend of the show, Wesley, hit me up the other day. This was a really innovative thing. He showed me how Kanye, on his site, he has it so that you show up and you get to spin a wheel. And when you spin the wheel, that impacts how much of a discount you get. Isn't that crazy? And again, it's just like immediately serving the customer from the first. Like, the way I do this with my company is right away when you sign up to my email list, you get a free download of one of my eBooks and a webinar, okay? But then after a week of being on my list, I send you another free eBook and I say, hey, reply to this email and I'll give you a free list of 100 hashtags customized to your band and people love it. Why? Because I'm fucking catering to them. I'm making them feel loved. I'm immediately building a relationship by offering stuff that they're like curious about and want and is helpful to them. You know, your band can do the same thing. Your band can, I'm working with bands right now to set up automations where it's like, oh shit, we've been on the list for a week. Let's, let's make sure they get something for free. You know, like let's, let's thank them for being here and for not immediately fucking unsubscribing. You know what I mean? Like, like how do you, the question is always, how do you cater to the other person so that the other person can feel loved and taken care of and like they are a part of something larger? Because so often people don't do that, except when you don't do that, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You know what I mean? When you don't do that, you're uh, you're really looking like a, you know, you're just, it costs you nothing. This is, this is always the thing is it costs you nothing to send that video message. It costs you nothing to send a quick email. It costs you nothing to add in, you know, oh, you've been on our list for a week, have some demos. You know, and these are all things that are only going to help you in the long run. Like, yes, it takes some time, but like, it doesn't take that much time. It just takes getting off your ass and doing it. You know, even when it costs you something, sometimes it's worth doing. Void Vader, uh, interestingly, our boys, I had bought a uh, trucker hat. You know, trucker hats are like my trademark in my videos. So I bought a trucker hat shirt combo from them once and they sent me because we had been 
you know, mm-hmm. lifting them up. They sent me a free CD and a gang of stickers just with it and the thank you note. We talked about thank you notes at the top. That extra mile, Old Blood did this recently. Haunt does this. When you buy something from them, they give you a sticker, a coaster, a note, something. Smart, stickers just smart great, bands. Stickers are a great upsell, just for the record. Like people love stickers, you know, and, and they cost like almost nothing. Like you can get 500 for $75. Word, sticker mule, everybody, sticker mule. Yeah, like, like you can get so many stickers for so little money. It's insane to me that people aren't just constantly stickering in the free world. <laughs> you know, you, no, but really like, like they're just one of those things that just people like having and they're easy to fucking offer. So why not just make a point of offering them, you know, cause people are gonna, people are gonna want one. So do it. And that's, that's just such a huge key. I think you're getting at Keith is like, how do you upgrade the experience to the point that people love it? Exactly. That's, that's the thing. Figure out the chain of events that make a sale. Look for weak spots. Look, think about things you're not doing that you could be doing. Think about like the automation with your emails, but even little things, your Bandcamp community jab, responding to every comment and praise, you know, these are things that help the customer experience. The, I do like that idea of the client and being under your protection, but let's just not lose sight of the fact that you want them coming back, buying, window shopping, how many touches it takes to make a sale, to get a spin on Spotify, to get added to a playlist, a stay list, et cetera. These things all matter. How you act and treat fans matters directly equivalent to the amount of sales you will make in the future. Yeah. And if you're not like making a point of taking care of the people around you, why should they turn around and take care of you? These people are giving you their faith and confidence and think you're cool. And, you know, so why aren't you treating them as well as possible whenever possible? I just, you know, it blows my mind. And I think that this is why bands don't succeed is because they don't have that interaction, you know, and it's even like, and again, I know for a fact you're not making that many sales. Maybe when you're Black Dahlia Murder and you're like moving units, then like maybe. But like, you know who's fucking packing their own web shop orders this year? Motherfucking hate breed. Okay. Word. Like, if hate breed are packing their web shop orders and like trying to like make people feel a little bit more connected, you can too. Because when you add that little note in your package to your customers, you know, to be like, hey, thank you. Or when you throw in like a copy of your first CD that you never really were able to sell, like, or when you throw in a copy of a CD from another band, which is what our friends in Angelic Desolation and Overt Enemy are doing. They're like, Angelic Desolation gave Overt Enemy like a hundred CDs and vice versa. So Overt Enemy puts an Angelic Desolation CD in all their orders and vice versa, right? So they're like promoting to each other's fans because it's like, oh, look, our fans basically look the same you know, basically care about the same things. So let's just go above and beyond in catering to them, you know, and like, oh, here's a cool extra thing. And there's so many cool extra things you can add. You know, I was literally just looking at this today. It's always about like, how do you reduce the risk of the purchase so that people go, oh, okay. Like it's actually, you know, cause no one wants to fucking go to a post office to get a return. No one's going to do that. You know? So it's like, how do you make it valuable how do you make it seem like oh okay well like this band is like actually trying to connect with me or whatever you know and then when you do that then people suddenly 
suddenly give more of a shit than just, oh, we're kind of tired and don't care. And of course you bought our record, you know, like just avoiding that entitlement. Do you have any sort of final thoughts on this, Keith? Because I know it's an interesting and multifaceted topic. No, just uh, look up the life and work of Tony Say. That's H-S-I-E-H. And his book is Delivering Happiness. You can find it on Amazon. Um, this guy has affected my career greatly in a positive sense. And uh, 46 is way too young to pass away. Yeah, you know, pretty, pretty scary stuff. This has been the Daily Music Business Podcast. You have been listening. Are we done yet? Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.